Welcome to Radiant Alchemy with Sakara Ray. Take a little break and join me for a short little while while we contemplate ways that we can make our lives easier and more joyful and live more authentically in our life's purpose. Let's get started. Aloha, dear ones. I'm saying aloha because I'm wishing I was in Hawaii. It is so, so, so chilly today, and I know that is the way of things, and winter has its time and purpose, and I certainly enjoy the beauty of it, but oof, it is chilly, and I am dreaming of uh, white sand and the sun beating down on my face today. Um, I hope you're all doing really well, and all I wanted to talk about today was... Um, it's something I think about often, actually, and it's hard for me to condense it down into just a short, you know, 15-minute segment, but um, I know it's something that we all innately know, but I think it is worth um, reminding ourselves of, and that is that our words and our actions matter and have lasting effects far beyond just that initial offering of what it is that you say or do. And um, I was specifically thinking about one of the last places that we had lived. Um, we had rented for a couple of years and it seemed like we had this fuse that kept blowing. Every time we would put the toaster oven on, it would just completely blow the fuse. And we, you know, sort of got used to it. We tried some other outlets and um, but we finally got to the point that we, you know, asked the landlord to have it assessed and they brought a contractor out and he went into the, you know, fuse box or that panel and he had noticed that on this particular fuse, they had, um, whoever had done the wiring or, you know, built the rental had wired two wires. I'm not electrically proficient, obviously, but they had strung two wires instead of just one. And so they'd essentially like double loaded this one particular fuse. And the contractor was just shaking his head saying, you know, I can replace the actual outlet right now because it had at that point completely blown the outlet. Even resetting the fuse wasn't going to work. It just had killed the outlet. And he said, I can, you know, give you a new outlet for now, but this is a short term fix. So um, for this to really properly be remedied, we would need to rewire this fuse, which would mean going into the wall and up through the ceiling. And it was going to be, I think, like thousands of dollars to get this properly rewired, which both to, you know, the landlord and us seemed very extreme to um, just be able to use a toaster oven. <laughs> uh, and I had said, you know, well, maybe, you know, we, the person that was building it, because we had been renting a basement unit, didn't count on us essentially having a little kitchen down here with a toaster oven and a coffee pot. And the contractor said, it's not, that's not relevant. This should be wired to work for anything that you plug into it. They don't get to decide what it can and cannot support. If they're giving you electricity, the electricity should be able to support anything that you plug into here. And, um, I mean, you know, this is a minor first world problem. It was frustrating, but it certainly wasn't endangering us or, you know, really impacting our, life in a, our lives in a terrible way. But 
it just sort of got me thinking, you know, what was going through that electrician's head as they were putting this fuse box together and doing the wiring? Were they under a deadline or, you know, was money running short or was it some odd directive from the boss? Were they just having a bad day? Were they over it that day and they decided to take a shortcut, never thinking how it might impact someone down the road or, you know, did they do it intentionally and not really care that it was or wasn't properly wired? Um, you know, did they just do the work going, whatever, not my problem? Or was there, I always like to give someone the benefit of the doubt and, you know, hope to believe that there was something going on in their life that maybe they weren't focused or, you know, they were feeling very stressed or something like that. But, um, who knew that that one little action of improperly wiring something would cause all these electrical problems and result in a extremely expensive fix? You know, however old, I don't know. I think the place we were renting was 25 or 30 years old. Um, so it's not like it was this house from the 1800s. <laughs> um, but I'm sure in that moment, this electrician wasn't even thinking about any long-term impacts and... You know, what if our surgeons and food inspectors did that same thing where they took a shortcut in our body? And, you know, we are seeing that now with all of these medical recalls for implants and meshes and these devices where um, people are thinking about money or promoting something in the short term and not thinking about the long term effects. And there are all these devastating consequences occurring in people's bodies that have, you know, innately trusted these medical professionals when really things are being pushed through with no FDA approval. It's kind of like lobbying the doctors, much like, you know, we see in um, Wall Street and in politics when people get so angry where people can be bought. And so it does happen on these large scale things, but I don't know that we think about it on a smaller scale. And um, I think if we really sit quietly and tune in with ourselves, we can all identify um, one person or one conversation or one event that really um, impacted us. And it could be positive or negative. Uh, I'm not trying to be a downer. I'm just trying to caution us in an era of everything being online and people not really filtering what they're saying because they think they're immune through um, the veil of social media that, you know, there's a, there's a lot of negativity going out there and um, you think you see like YouTube channels and Facebook chats and Things like that where teenagers are thinking of, you know, taking their lives because they're being bullied because someone that they don't even know thousands of miles away is telling them that they're ugly and nobody cares about them and they should kill themselves and they do. And I'm just trying to caution us to think about what it is that we say and do and how it's going to impact the people around us, not just in that moment, but in years to come or in months or weeks to come. So it's really important. And 
Um, you know, one of my former bosses and mentors had told me that everything needs to pass the three gates. And I don't remember who originated that, but is it necessary? Is it kind? And is it true? And I think that that is absolutely brilliant and genius. And I think we should apply that not just into the things that we are going to speak, but in the actions that we're choosing to take. Um, you know, if we're doing something vengeful or out of spite or um, as a power play, is it necessary? Is it kind? Is it true? Probably not. Um, I've had to work very hard as a person that has inherited many generations of a very short fuse um, to hold my tongue and not just say something because I'm angry or irritated in that moment because I realize how lasting those words can be when you really hurt someone that you care about. And so I'm just trying to... Um, I feel like this is actually coming out really negatively, and I, I don't mean it to be that way. I'm just actually trying to encourage us to, to be mindful and to strive to be and do better, to encourage people and uplift people, and to see the best potential in them, even if they can't see it in themselves. Um, maybe to give second chances and third chances and um, to try to give a more positive perspective. Uh, again, I get to work with people that I never even conceived would come to me, and some of my most challenging clients are actually the greatest blessings because if I only got to work with people that were easy and that thought exactly the way that I think and were super motivated, I would never be challenged to grow. But when I get to work with someone um, who's made very different choices in life or who is really struggling with addiction or um, is, you know, considering an abortion or something like that. Uh, that's really where I get to grow. And in that moment, I have a choice where I can insert my personal opinion or a judgment or I can just accept that person exactly as they are and choose to see the best in them and choose to see their greatest potential and offer to uplift and support them and walk with them through their difficulties. And I think that makes all of the difference in the world. And, you know, we do this with children and um, we often do this with our innermost family, like our siblings or our parents or our best friends but we don't always extend that to other people. Um, and actually sometimes even in our innermost relationships, we fall short of that. But I try to um, treat people with the same kindness and the same acceptance that I would want to treat a child. And I think that we all really need that. Um, I also want to give an example of uh, my husband, who I'm a huge fan of which is, I guess, lucky for both of us. Um, but there was a period of time where we were really, really struggling financially uh, after he had been laid off, and we were both kind of scrambling to get any kind of work we could. And at one point, he was working three different part-time jobs, 
and was often gone and working probably, you know, up to 18 hours a day. And because of his hard work, he ended up getting promoted very quickly and was essentially managing um, bartenders at like a performing arts center. So if you would go somewhere and they had those little portable bars set up and you get a glass of wine at intermission, something like that. He was supervising um, all of those little bartenders. And the two people that had preceded him had both been fired because they were caught skimming money at the end of the night when they were doing the books and, you know, the bartenders were turning in all of the cash. I think the person before him got caught with like three or $500 in their locker that they had not reported and just taken off at the end of the night. And this was a period of time when we were truthfully having to choose between buying groceries or paying our electric bill. We were just drowning, trying to survive. And I will tell you that not once, not once, never, ever, ever, not one single day did my husband even take a $5 bill out of that stack. And sometimes he would take a picture and text it to me and he couldn't even fit his hand around it. It was so much money. I mean, we're talking about tens of thousands of dollars. Um, this was in a bigger city with a huge, um, huge amount of entertainment and, um, much, much bigger than where I'm currently living. Um, but he never, ever took any money, even though we were struggling to just have our most basic needs met. And that is something that I love him for so much is that he holds that same awareness that his thoughts and his deeds and his actions matter, not just in that moment, but in the long term. And in fact, at one point, his supervisor had said to him, you know, what are you doing to motivate these bartenders? Because sales are really up, like you're doing a great job. And he said, I'm not doing anything. I am keeping an eye on them and I am reporting all of the money that comes in. So I'm ensuring that they're not skimming money. I'm not skimming money. These are the actual numbers. And because of that, he has been able to maintain um, the most wonderful relationship with that supervisor. And even all of these years later, he is still able to use him as a reference. Um, if we go down and visit, he'll often go and have dinner with him and catch up. And he's been able to have this wonderful relationship. And he's had this phenomenal glowing reference all of these years later because he acted ethically even at a time when if he would have stolen five or ten dollars just to put gas in his car I think anybody could have justified it because of the position we were in but he was really clear that that wasn't his money that the money that he was being paid in his paycheck was his money and so that's a positive example and a shining example and the kind of person that I think we all should strive to be. So um, I think I'll just leave that on that positive note and just give you one final push that in your interactions today with uh, both friends and loved ones and also strangers, hold an awareness of your energy and the words that come out of your mouth and the deeds that you perform, um, being kind to people, being loving to people, um, you know, even just a kind word to 
someone at the grocery store. Even just this week, I went to the store and I was going to pay in cash and I had um, taken my phone out of my pocket to look at my list, make sure I wasn't missing anything as I was at the deli counter. And uh, a man walked by me and he said, hey, you just dropped a bunch of money. And I had $90 in my pocket that I had no idea had fallen on the floor. And I had, there's no way I would have known until I would have gone to check out and found out that that money wasn't there. And this man could have easily just picked that money up and kept walking because I clearly had no idea that I had dropped it. But he pointed it out and he gave it to me. And um, it's little things like that, that that tell me without a doubt that there are good people in the world and that we want to see each other succeed and thrive and that we're not out to hurt each other. And so let's try to be those people this week, whether it's someone you love or a complete stranger. Something as little as a smile can turn around someone's day. Um, or just holding space for someone that's maybe had a rotten day and is just being rancid and you don't really want to be around them, but giving them that time and space to just be exactly as they are in that moment. Um, Be kind, say kind things, act in a way, you know, treat others the way you want to be treated. It holds up. It's true. So um, just some little meanderings, things that were wandering through my mind the last couple of days, um, just to remind you and also myself that our words and our actions matter. So if you have a positive experience that you want to share with me or um, something that's come up in the last week where you felt challenged but you decided to stick with it and offer something that was necessary, kind, and true, I would love to hear it. I always love to hear your stories and I feel so honored by the things that you share with me. So Until next time, dear ones, stay warm and have a wonderful day. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you want to learn more about Sakara Ray and Sheeler or get in touch with me, please go to my website, www.sheeler.net, or send me an email at ray at sheeler.net. Hope to hear from you soon.